Hello and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Kay. Join me as I peel back the layers and lean into vulnerability. Unfiltered, unscripted, 100% me. Oof, duh. You guys, this is very vulnerable for me to share. Um, Mel said something very, very profound when she said... Um, where would your 13-year-old, like, take a trip for your 13-year-old self? And that has just been stuck in my head for a few weeks now. Like, why can I not figure out where my 13-year-old self would want to go? And I've just been really thinking about it, and I've came to the solution. My 13-year-old self wouldn't know where to go because... She was focusing on surviving. Um, one of her parents was about to get remarried and did get remarried. And one of her parents were working through a crack addiction. So I don't think little Caitlin at 13 had the capacity to fantasize or dream about vacations or trips. She was just navigating how to deal with her life completely changing. So let's start with the marriage. One of my parents got remarried. If you know me, I'm sure you can figure out which one that was. <laughs> um, and that brought up a lot of um, unknown, right? Like it brought up a lot of unknown and um, uh, jealousy because I had to share my father with someone. Um, it also brought up a lot of like maybe grieving of what once was when my parents were together and it also brought on a whole nother family um which triggered my people-pleasing tendencies and um I was 13 trying to navigate all of these things and then as for the crack addiction um That really fucked me up. And I'm still um, learning the magnitude of that. When someone constantly chooses themselves and drugs over their own children... That is hard. And when you are on the opposite end of that, when you are the child, never getting picked, always wondering where your mom is, not knowing if she's okay or safe or what she's doing or why the cops are showing up again at the house. Um, that's, that's really tough. And I'm, this isn't going to be a podcast about for me. It's going to be just like, I just, 
it's just awareness. Um, awareness of like you get the version of Kaylin today that is for the most part pretty happy and seems somewhat insightful sometimes <laughs> and maybe even shares some wise words but it's taken a long time to get there it's it's actually it hasn't taken a long time to get there it's just taken a lot of life experience to get where I am today and I'm so grateful for all of these life experiences and um do you see this coping mechanism instantly I share something vulnerable but I'm like but don't worry like I, I'm I'm okay I'm I'm working through it I've, I'm fine everything's great <laughs> and then the awkward laugh <laughs> like oh this is awkward so maybe we'll just make a joke out of it okay <sighs> the crack addiction was hard I spent endless nights in my room listening because of you by Reba McIntyre and Kelly Clarkson crying wondering why she couldn't just be the mom that is picked like pictured on all of the cartoons and all of the movies that moms are supposed to be loving and caring and nurturing and all of the things and mine was addicted to crack and I couldn't even tell anyone she was addicted to crack because if I told them, then I would get taken away from her and I'd have to live with my dad, which now is getting remarried to a girl at the time I did not really like because I was hormonal and bitchy and she, we just, it, like, whatever, I like her now. Everything's good. I actually really like her and everything worked out fine. But at the time, I was just angry. I was an angry teenager. I was 13. I was a baby. And I didn't want to get taken away from my mom, and I especially did not want to get taken away from my Nana because she was the only foundation that I had in this crumbling world. Um, and I just felt shame, and then I felt guilty for not telling anyone. And then um, I remember finally my... Nana and I went over to my mom's house because my brother and I were living between my mom's house, my Nana's house, and my dad's house at this point. And so we went over to my mom's house. Um, my Nana found out about her addiction. And then we, I remember my Nana handing me her flip phone and she's like, you call this number if things get out of control and the cops will come. And we went over there and we packed all of her ex-boyfriend or all of her boyfriend's shit and kicked him out. And... Um, then we were scared that he would come back, um, but he never did. And then my mom went missing for a little bit. Um, like, I don't know, like probably less than a day. I'm not sure. And then, um, my Nana found her. And she had been sleeping around for drugs. And she found her, passed out on the guy's floor, and took her away. And I didn't understand where she went or why she was going there. And she actually went out. She went to my uncle's house uh, that lived far away at the time for a month. And then when she got back, she finally, and my Nana didn't really tell me any details. I didn't know why she was there, nothing. 
And I remember going to school one day and saying to my friend, like, my mom is gone. And we are redoing her entire house so that when she gets back, it's clean and, and, um, and painted and different in a healthy environment. And, um, I remembered that I told this friend like a lot of things of like random shit that I found but never understood what it was and obviously she didn't know either and then fast forward my mom came home she sat me down and she told me that she told me the truth uh, which I respect she told me that she had an she did have a an addiction to drugs and she went away for a month to get clean and she did she did that but every single day we all lived in fear that she would go back. And I still thank God to this day that she never did. She never did go back to um, crack. But then she picked some other, like, but then she went on to like alcohol and shit. And that was not a good time either. But Regardless, what I'm trying to get through to this, like what I'm the point that I'm trying to make in this podcast, and I know I'm just mumbling on, but I'm just this episode is for me. This episode is for me to like work through how um I was feeling when I was 13. The point of this is I didn't get to be 13. I didn't get to be a kid. And unfortunately, and unfairly, I know so many of you can relate to this. And if you cannot relate to not being able to be a kid, that is amazing. And please be patient for people that are still trying to heal. Um, so to answer Mel's question where I think my 13-year-old self would want to go, I can't answer her question. Because I can't ask that 13-year-old. But ironically, I think I'm doing it. I think I'm doing exactly what that 13-year-old girl would want me to do. I'm choosing me. I moved across the world for me. So that... I can live my life and not have to worry about everyone else's. And I get to play. I get to be a kid here. I get to be carefree. And also, ironically enough, um, This childhood trauma surrounded by drugs has come up again. I um, have been challenged in my thoughts about why I do not like drugs, like why they make me so uncomfortable. And um, I don't know. But I know that if I know someone is high or there are drugs in the vicinity, especially drugs that you snort, my walls just immediately come up and I shut down. Um, 
I detach from the people that are choosing to do that. I don't judge them. I don't shame them. I think everyone can handle different things differently. Um, I don't stereotype them. I just personally automatically build a wall because um, I never want to be hurt like that. I never want to feel like I am unlovable, that I don't deserve time or attention. Um, and I don't want to have to live in fear that that substance is going to destroy my life again. That by loving someone through an addiction is going to absolutely destroy me. Um, I don't like the lying, the deceitfulness, um, the trust issues that come with it. And, and yeah, the fear, um, that is all pain that I just associate with drugs. And, um, I thought for a minute that that wasn't reasonable. And I thought that that is a wound that I need to heal. Um, but what I really realized through working through this is it's actually just a boundary that I needed to set. That the people that I have in my life, if they choose to do that, then they don't get to be part of my life. Um, and that's okay. And that comes with acceptance. Like if, if you choose to do that, that's fine. Um, it's your body, but you don't get to be part of my life and that's how it is and I didn't understand that I could set that boundary because I just thought it was childhood trauma and that it was my fault and I was broken and I needed to fix it but I don't I just have to have respect for myself enough respect for myself to be strong enough in my boundaries. I need to respect my boundaries first. And I also needed to get to the root cause of it. And I did. Huh. Anyways, to sum this up, um, thank you for listening. This was extremely vulnerable for me to share. Um, if you personally know either of my parents um, and I open up about them, please don't judge them. I love them both very dearly and um, they both have become very great people in my life. And that's really cool to say because that wasn't always the case. But we all grow and some of us even change. And I truly, honestly know that they had their own shit. They were just all working through it. And so, maybe I'll share more from my past. <laughs> but I'll probably need some time after this episode before we get vulnerable, super this deep again. Um, 
So yeah, thank you for listening. And I think my 13-year-old self would want to come to New Zealand um, to heal. To have these beautiful realizations. And to just simply be. To be without having to worry about everyone else. Yeah. So thank you for stripping with me. And please, you guys, stay weird. <laughs>